Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the unofficial SAP on Azure video podcast. Today is March 11th and together with Goran and Robert, we're here to talk about anything related to SAP and Microsoft. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hi. So today we have Ram joining us and talk about the new enhancement and features around the Azure monitor for SAP solutions. But as always, before we go there, Let's quickly take a look at some of the news from um, this week. So I actually want to start with an announcement on the Azure Backup Center or the yeah, the, the backup solution in Azure. So we just released or there was just this announcement um, that we will now have a, a dedicated center, a dedicated place in Azure from where you can really manage yeah, more or less all your backup needs. In, in Azure. So as you know, obviously, we, we have this and we, we talked about this in the past. We have the um, Azure backup solution also for SAP HANA. So there's this native integration into HANA that allows you to really manage um, the backups from your SAP system that is running in Azure. And now here with this um, backup center, we are really bringing um, not only obviously the SAP stuff together, but really um, all the related um, Azure topics in, in, in one place. So I think that's, that's it's fairly interesting. If obviously you not only are using Azure Backup for SAP, but but also for your other workloads. So I think you can definitely check out the, the Azure Backup Center here. And then actually jumping around a little, um, just this week was also SAP Now. Um, so it's a um, it was a um, German only, or I think it was only in Germany. I actually don't know if it, if it was a global event, but I um, watched some of the um, events in Germany at least. And one session that was there was um, on the for the customer MLP. And the interesting thing with the customer MLP is that it's um, in the finance industry, and obviously always in Germany. Um, there, there are a lot of regulations. Um, can I run, um, um, if I'm a finance customer, can I run my workload on Azure? Can I run it in the cloud? And um, in this session together with um, SAP, it was really interesting because MLP really talked about their um, experiences, their digital transformation of um, migrating their systems on-premise to Azure, and then how they can actually really work um, in a compliant way, obviously. Um, yeah, with their SAP system on Azure. So I think um, SAP now is um, also still open. I mean, you can still, I think, register and um, then watch these sessions on demand. So I, I definitely can recommend this fairly short. It's like 20, yeah, it's 25 minutes um, session. So it's in German, but I think it's, it's definitely worth um, um, checking out and, and listening to MLP and Microsoft and SAP on this. Um, Another customer story um, that I saw was one, the one from ServiceNow. And um, that was quite interesting for me because obviously um, most of you know that um, Bill McDermott um, uh, uh, moved over to ServiceNow. And ServiceNow has a fairly big um, SAP footprint, I would say. So they're talking here about um, 10 SAP landscapes, 50 databases, databases 50 terabyte of storage and um yeah in this um in this customer story they, they, they talk about how they actually migrated all these uh, 50 terabytes um into azure what um they consider doing how they did it so i think that that's a fairly interesting um 
story on yeah on on service now and how they move their estate um, to Azure. So I think that's that's definitely also worth um, checking out. Then um, another thing, another um, site on the SAP site. Um, I think um, Goran, you brought this up. Um, you found this on the SAP pages. I think it's a beautiful. Or let's um, start with this. We we talked about um, the whole partnership with SAP also in one of our previous calls with um, Veronica Rega. And I think this this is just another nice example of how um, SAP and Microsoft are working together and um, showcasing some scenarios how both of our technologies can can be used together. Yeah, <clears throat> and I love it because it's, um, if you click, let's say industries, for example, you know, explore industries, you know, and then you can um, also choose, you know, the different customers of Microsoft and SAP, you know, and you choose, I don't know, retail, for example, we always get such a question as like, give me a, give me a kind of customer who can, um, um, as an example, right? So if you would here, I, I don't know, choose, you know, retail, let's say a shop, I don't know, as an mm -hmm. example here, um, um, you you go more into into detail, and on the bottom, for example, there will be also the 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 official public use cases of a customer, right? Of the joint Microsoft and Azure, uh, Microsoft and SAP customer in Azure. I think, for example, Walgreens, Walgreens. is here. You know, um, similar like on in innovation. You know, in different innovation scenarios. Again, if you go through it. Uh, you would also see it's not just innovation, but which customers are using it, right? Which is nice, you know, it's not just this plain marketing story, but it's really a kind of real life, you know? So um, I, I like it, you know, kind of it's, it's shown in a more cartoon way and easy to digest with some concrete examples, you know, so which makes uh, really um, uh, trustful the whole story behind. Yeah, I agree. And I think I, I couldn't find it right now, but I think they, they are then also really talking about some of the components um, um, that are used, for example, to fulfill these different innovations or, or to fulfill in the, these scenarios for manufacturing um, and, and then right. go a little into detail. What does it actually mean? So there, there are papers or videos, you know, where they would say more, you know, more. So maybe here it's more very high level, so to say, on a kind of overview. And OK, they're talking IoT or whatever, you know, or artificial intelligence on it's very high level. But each customer has a kind of different maybe scenario a little bit and different implementation. So. Uh, I mean, for each specific customer, if you check it, then like, I don't know, Toyota, okay, this is a, you see, it's a video, one is code, it's a video, ah. Toyota, it's a read more, so it should be a kind of white paper or kind of um, document right, where they where, where it's more, right, yeah, so very, very practical, yeah, because I see those kind of question or hear uh, all the time. Yeah, give me special, specifically also about the industries, you know, there's always, uh, many customers ask which comes from the same industry. Give me an example of another customer from the same uh, same industry, right? As an example, so very useful, yeah. yeah. And I think it also shows nicely or outlines some of the things that it's not only about the infrastructure piece. It's not only about just running or doing exactly. a lift and shift yeah. and having your SAP system on Azure, but it's really also what do you do next? Uh, how can I leverage right. the business technology platform? How can I use the different Azure services? To, to then work with my data. Exactly, exactly. So end-to-end -end story, which is really uh, excellent, cool. yeah. Nice. 
Okay, um, the next thing is another blog from Martin. So, so Martin, Martin Pankratz is, is really, really active um, right now. And um, we talked about his blog, um, about his previous blog. Um, yeah, I think this was the one where we had a, um, a, a power app that, that they're using internally to start and stop a system. And I think Goran, um, this is also leveraging a lot of work from you that, that actually, yeah. I mean, this is just the user interface, but obviously there's, there's also a lot of yeah. stuff that goes under the hood. But in order to use these tools, and again, um, <laughs> the Azure Fast Track team is really using this um, internally. Um, so so the, here, I think in this step, he now talks about how can we onboard um, new users. And um, what I actually really like, um, because I, I had a similar scenario with a customer once, um, he's using um, Excel forms, or I'm, I'm not sure if it's called Excel, but um, Microsoft forms um, for, for a very, very simplified user interface. And then from this form, he, he uses Power Automate to trigger the flow to do the group assignments and everything. So I think that's a that's a that's a really nice um, story yeah. again. Bring different components together. Yeah. So actually, he's he upgraded a bit his functionality UI functionality with the possibility to do a reservation. So that was a kind of also not just the fast track team, but also some uh, uh, cloud solution architects are using this for their own demo system. So basically, there was a request. Okay, um, can we somehow? They share the environment and they want that each user um, is reserved one and the same system just for 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 himself for a certain time. Right? So this is basically enhancement of the existing UI with this uh, additional functionality. And yes, he's calling kind of mine backend functionality to start and stop. Right. So which is really um, much so additional functionality again in a nice way to consume it through a nice user interface. Definitely. And maybe just as a teaser, hopefully we'll have Martin yeah. and yourself, Goran, soon. And on Robert Bureau, another one, yeah, and next on, week, I believe. Right? Yeah. Exactly, where, where yeah. we then can go into more details on on this flow and, and take a look under the, 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 the covers there and get some more insights. Cool. Good, then um, I think we talked about that there's a new um, developer edition, ABAP 1909. Um, available and obviously there are there are some some great um, blog posts available that really um, talk about how to get started, how to um, <laughs> use on Docker Hub um, the, the the image, um, how to deploy it and 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 so on. And now in this um, SAP Code Talk um, with Ian Thane, um, Andre Fischer actually talks about um, some of the new functionalities and and what is needed there to to actually deploy it. So I think um, I've always been a fan of the SAP Code Talk. Um, so it was nice to see Andre there being being interviewed and and talk about this. So I think um, if you are interested in the ABAP 1909 um, edition, then it's it's definitely worth um, to spend eight minutes and uh, uh, fifty four seconds to listen to to Ian and and Andre on this. Okay, then um, one last summary or look back. Um, yesterday, actually, we had our extending SAP solutions using Microsoft Power Platform webinar. There were quite a lot of um, folks showing up. Um, there were a lot of questions, um, and I hope I was able to answer most of the questions via the chat. Um, the webinar is over, but you can still yeah watch it on demand. 
So um, if you are interested in integrating Power Platform via um, the custom connector to, to your OData service on the SAP side, then um, maybe you can still um, take a look at this. We also published um, quite a lot of related videos um, uh, on yeah here on, on this channel that, that really uh, outlines all the steps to, to create these demos um, by yourself. So, so for example, there were a lot of questions um, on um, how do I get access to an SAP system and stuff like that? Um, how can I actually um, do this connection during the webinar? And, and hopefully in these videos we, we explain um, yeah, how you can do this on your own. This is this is all available as a, as a free trial, so you can also um, do this there. So yeah, if you're interested, then um, check this out. I have one suggestion. I think I, maybe you cover somewhere, but I don't see it currently. So maybe one suggestion for, for you, Power Platform guy. Can we somehow have a session with someone? I think it will be interesting to discuss about how that reflects to licenses in SAP. That's a good point. Um, and, and let me actually quickly cover this. Um, so uh, we are mainly talking about, or I mean, obviously there, there's a, a Power Platform license that you need and you need an SAP license. I mean, that's that's a given. But then mm -hmm. um, since we clearly say that we want to have a single sign-on flow, um, so we want to make sure that the user on the Power Platform is also a user in the SAP system. Um, the scenario should be that the user in the SAP system is already licensed, obviously. And mm -hmm. then there should not be an, any additional licensing costs on this. But as always, um, uh, since we are, since customers might have very specific licensing terms and conditions, um, I would always recommend to, to check with, with SAP on this as well, just to be on the safe side. But I would say if we are really, if, if customers are really implementing a single sign-on flow, then it's not like you have one technical user that gives access to hundreds of, of thousands of, of Microsoft users. Um, if you really have this one-to-one -one mapping, then personally, um, I don't see any um, any issues with this as, as long as the SAP user is actually licensed in the SAP backend system. Okay. Thank you. Okay, good, but, but yeah, check it out. I, I think Power Platform is definitely worth um, giving it a try. So with this, with this very quick um, overview or for a very quick um, look back at this week, um, I think it's time um, to hand over to Ram. And um, we, we had talked about the Azure Monitor for SAP solution back, uh, I think in one of our very first um, podcasts where we had Tobias Niekamp there um, introducing the um, Azure Monitor for SAP for the first time. And so I'm, Really happy to have Ram here in the call to yeah, give us some more insights of what has happened in the meantime and what you can actually do. So Ram, maybe you can start by introducing yourself and then I'm looking forward to um, the, the presentation that you have prepared. Perfect. Hey, uh, my name is Ramakrishna Ramadurgam and I'm part of a Microsoft engineering team called Platform Engineering, uh, who are responsible for enabling telemetry and building features on Azure for SAP workload. Uh, so today uh, uh, we're going to talk about what happened from you know when Tobias talked about uh, the features that are available on AMS to today, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, there are um, videos um, on Azure um, uh, SAP on Azure YouTube channel. 
talks about you know what AMS is all about. Uh, so I would recommend uh, all our um, you know uh, customers to go refer those videos to know more insights about uh, what AMS has to offer. But I'll touch very brief today. So Azure Monitor for SAP Solutions, uh, also known as AMS, uh, is a Azure native monitoring service for customers running SAP workload on Azure. Uh, and then uh, our goal is to uh, make customers, um, you know, easily monitor their SAP workload. Uh, we have different provider types that were added uh, before, like, you know, SQL, HANA, uh, high availability. And now uh, the latest addition to the, uh, to the, uh, the providers is now is NetWeaver. Uh, so that uh, that you know concludes, and it doesn't conclude, but it does. It adds a lot of value on how customers can um, monitor different layers of SAP, right? Be it your DB, uh, be it your Azure components, and now the NetWeaver. Mm -hmm. uh, we are private preview as we speak, and we would be uh, going public preview in a few weeks. Uh, we are evolving. Uh, we are learning from uh, few customers onboarded to the private preview. We are learning from uh, how customers onboard to it, and then uh, the the issues that we see. So we are making it a solid uh, service uh, ready uh, to ship uh, in few weeks from now. So with that, I'll share my screen. Um, so one second. Yeah, perfect. <clears throat> so we just talked about what AMS is all about. Like, and it provides simplified monitoring and it captures end-to-end -end telemetry. Um, I would show in a brief, um, and then also it is native uh, Azure offering available on uh, at Azure Marketplace, right? So it can it it supports SAP workloads, both VNs and HLI. Uh, now with NetWeaver, that adds a new dimension to it. Like you know, you could monitor uh, NetWeaver on ABAP or NetWeaver on uh, Java, it doesn't matter, even your S4 HANA. And it is easy to customize, and I mean, we all know it's an open source <laughs> as well. Right. Uh, so let's briefly touch upon uh, the architecture. Uh, it is no different than the current architecture that AMS um, uh, is built on, right? So there are two, com uh, two uh, components to it. Like one is the framework, the other one is the provider type. So what we are today focusing more on the provider type, which is SAP NetWeaver provider type. So customers can go into uh, onto Azure portal um, and you know start creating uh, the uh, the resources for Azure Monitor for SAP solutions. Once customer uh, creates those resources, it creates uh, the managed resource group uh, in their own subscription that has uh, three key components, uh, three resources: the log analytics, uh, collector VM, and key vault. Collector VM. Uh, is the key uh, component of the three where um, the collector code is sitting in here to collect the data from different source types. So uh, we have uh, provided provider types for collecting data from HANA, SQL, Pacemaker, and then we recently added this NetWeaver provider that collects the data um, uh, telemetry from uh, SAP NetWeaver uh, uh, you know, uh, layer. And you said so. So NetWeaver can mean both um, the ABAP stack and the Java stack. So if I have a an NetWeaver portal running still on Java or something like that, um, then it would also work with NetWeaver Java components. Yeah, it does. Uh, it does. Uh, but we are trying to fully, uh, you know, utilize all uh, different Java methods that we could uh, pull from. Right now, um, it does work, but it it will not pull all the relevant metrics for Java at this point okay. in time. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
right? So uh, there is a prerequisite step for customers to onboard to this solution, and I will go through that now. So the basic premise of how we collect this data is uh, leveraging um, SAP starts a web service control. Uh, so, so every SAP instance has a start service, right? So start service is then available, um, exposes some of these web methods uh, through a SOAP protocol, and we tap into those web methods to pull the data from NetWeaver layer, right? For us to use uh, that those web methods uh, through the collector code, we request uh, or we ask customers to unprotect uh, these five methods uh, in their instance, uh, and then this requires a restart of a system, right? So um, uh, they need to go into the uh, the T code RZ11 and then edit the profile parameter to unprotect these methods. Once uh, this is the only prerequisite step that customers have to do, um, go uh, to uh, the profile parameter, unprotect, and that's it. Um, once they restart the system, it is ready for customers to onboard into uh, the AMS for NetWeaver monitoring. Is this really RZ11 or is it RZ10 actually? Oh, RZ10, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, since we are a private preview, uh, I don't want to share uh, the URL to broader um, the customer yet because uh, we are learning mm -hmm. as we speak. Uh, but I can show you, uh, I mean, though the demo won't be a full-fledged demo, but I could show you how uh, customers can, you know, enable the service on um, Azure Monitor for SAP solutions. Uh, so as stated, this service is available on Azure Marketplace. Uh, customers can go click on that uh, to create. Um, so there are two ways customers can enable this. For an existing customers, if AMS framework is already created, all they have to do is add the provider. And for the net new customers, they have to create uh, the AMS framework plus the provider, right? Mm -hmm. So I'll just do um, a, a small demo uh, where uh, I will I won't go through the the all the uh, parameters in the screen, but I'll just show how the NetWeaver provider looks like based on what we select here. So I mean, uh, once you select the uh, resource group, and then you would provide uh, the uh, resource name for the provider. Uh, I'll just say SAP Mon demo for today. And then uh, AMS is available in uh, different regions. Uh, so choose the re region that is closest to your uh, SAP workload. That way we could avoid the latencies, right? So maybe I'll just go with uh, West US2 for now and the virtual network. So since I don't have any VNet associated because this is yeah. not SAP uh, resource group, it doesn't show. But the essence is like, you know, I can go on now, uh, click on the ad provider. In the ad provider, we do have different provider types, including NetWeaver. So this is the essence of how you can enable this uh, NetWeaver provider. Um, so you just give a name, um, demo, and then host name. So host name is nothing but your SAP instance host name. Um, it can accept IP address, and we have seen uh, few uh, issues with customers just providing the IP address. So it will work for the first time, but our collector code gets all the instances available on that um, uh, SID. And then it tries to establish a connection uh, through hostname, and then it creates some uh, compatibility issues with the DNS. So what we recommend customers do is provide the hostname and instance number uh, associated to that hostname, and then um, the subdomain. subdomain. Uh, so this is another critical information uh, if if your uh, VM is not uh, domain joined to avoid any DNS resolution issues. Uh, so we would ask that too. 
Can you put any host name of the SAP instance or some you need some specific instance of that's the SAP? Very, that's a very good question. It can be any uh, host name. Uh, it could be okay. primary application server or secondary. Mm -hmm. Central services also maybe or. Mm -hmm. OK. And uh, uh, once you provide this subdomain, uh, the next thing would be logical grouping of your SID. Like, you know, I would just go with MSX or MSS, whatever uh, SID mm -hmm. that is associated with. And once you add the provider, um, you would see the metrics similar to what I'm going to show right now. Um, so there are uh, different metrics that we collect, like your instance availability, uh, your uh, processes within that instance, like your dispatcher, your um, ICM, your NQ replication state, um, you know, uh, and also a number of logs. Uh, it's not about just collecting the data. We try to show some of the insights that is helpful for the customers to know uh, if you if their SAP instance is healthy or not healthy. Mm -hmm. There you go. So the other beauty of um, this NetWeaver provider is you can add all your SIDs in your landscape into one view in one uh, provider, and then uh, then you will have a view of all your SAP uh, systems in one go. So that's the beauty of it. Um, so uh, the way you could see it here. Yeah, and so, I, I, via these colors, I can immediately see then, for example, in this specific um, case, that everything is fine. Every all the the SIDs are available. There are no errors. So so that looks like a like a very healthy state right now. That's the Nirvana state that any customer would want to be in. Yes. <laughs> so what would happen if some instance you added the system and you stop some of the instances so would you mm -hmm. see them that they are stopped or yep yeah they, that that's what you would see it actually so uh, i'll just take a step back there um mm -hmm. if you look at this overview tab this is the current state and you know as near real time as it could be like and it takes one minute to pull this data so this is the current state of uh, your system availability right on uh, different sids that you were onboarded into the netweaver provider and then um, if it is green means it's available uh, if it is red for whatever reasons if it is stopped i mean if it is red it show in red and uh, if there are any issues uh, with collecting the data from a uh, provider oh, okay. type then it will show in this blue color right so then you know it's not an issue with your system but it's an issue with how we collect the data mm -hmm. <clears throat> right that way we segregate uh, different uh, color uh, legends for customers to uh, easily identify where things are going south um, in, as far as their SAP systems are concerned. And then once you select a specific uh, SID or you could leave it as is, it will show uh, the trend of last 15 minutes. I mean, am I available? I'm available now. What was my availability for last 15 minutes, right? So you can check uh, the specific system is available um last 15 minutes 100 percent meaning i mean i didn't have any downtimes right so that's uh the um the uh the metrics that we are showing here mm -hmm. and then um there is another view um in the uh, same overview tab by application server each sids constitute a multiple application uh, application service like you know your primary secondary uh, your NQ replication server, all that is part of your SID, right? So once you get into this this tab, you would see all the listed um, application servers that tells you whether they're ABAP server or they're um, NQ server. 
and their status of each of those uh, processes uh, uh, in that SID, right? So that's the beauty of, it's not about just SID, but also the application servers that constitute your SID and their status, health status, right? Um, that's what you could, uh, I mean, um, we don't have a screenshot of that here, but um, you would then be able to see which application server. So if for whatever reasons this SID is red or yellow, you would then go in further detail to check what application server is constituting yeah. that status, right? So that's the um, essence of it. So I can then really drill down and, and get additional information, additional insights on um, what's yes. the state of my, is my dispatcher running or <clears throat> is the- Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, now that's the point in time, real time, uh, 15 minutes view. And now uh, how how about, you know, I wanted to check my trend for last seven days, you know, 48 hours um, for your live site reviews or whatnot, right? So this, this availability tab comes handy there where you could check how is my availability trend for last 48 hours for a specific SID that I chose, right? So, and any application server. So, it shows that both of uh, these selected SIDs shows 100% available for last 48 hours, right? For whatever reasons, if anything goes down, you could check what um, process in that SID is going down. I mean, fortunately here, everything is 100%. All our dispatcher, gateway, ICM, NQ, replication, uh, our message server, everything looks green, 100% great. I mean, as I said, it's an Nirvana state for any customers to be in. Mm -hmm. So that's just, to, the, just to clarify, I mean, we, we the Azure Monitor obviously is collecting all this information, um, and I, I have the raw data, I guess, um, accessible. But these screens that you're showing right now, they're all um, templates or pre-built. So, so if I just go into the Azure Monitor for SAP solutions, then I obviously need to connect the providers and everything that you just showed you. But then I get these screens out of the box, so so I can immediately. Um, get these overviews there without me doing some additional configurations or whatever. This is what I immediately get. That's right. This is um, the workbook available for customers, scanned queries we created, pre-built for customers. Uh, and log. Yeah, go on, go on. Uh, and the log analytics has this data, the raw data. If customers wanted to build on top of what mm -hmm. we have pre-built for them, uh, they're welcome to do it actually. Yeah, that that was actually exactly what I want to ask. That I can then create log and using log analytics, uh, I can create new dashboards or workbooks or whatever uh, because data yeah, are there. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, data is available for customers, and they can do anything they want to. Right. <clears throat> so the next uh, very critical one, which is your work process utilization, right? So. I wanted to, I mean, uh, check how uh, if there is a performance issue from a customer's, like you know, my process is running longer. This view will come handy. Uh, check if uh, there are enough work processes to uh, complete that process, like you know, be it your background uh, process or dialogue process, your update, whatever, right? So this view shows um, how many were configured, how many work processes are configured per SID, and then how their utilization over the period of time, right? So. Um, this could come handy uh, to check if you're going above and be, uh, beyond threshold, uh, configured threshold, or are you well within uh, the threshold, right? It could serve both. Like, you know, are you um, over allocating resources or uh, under allocating resources, right? So it will help that. And also, uh, this data can help 
customers who wanted to um, uh, auto scale like dynamically scale based on i mean you know we are trying to do uh, a poc in microsoft too where we dynamically scale based on work process utilization this data can be be a byproduct of any other things that customers wanted to do mm. Or I, I, I guess, I mean, since the data is really available for me in, in Log Analytics, I could also obviously apply alerts or something like that, Send, sending out an, an alert yeah. that the threshold now has been reached. And maybe if I'm not as sophisticated yet to have really this auto scaling in place, like what you're trying to do now, um, but um, at least it would be good to get some notification that maybe the admin should take a look at what's going on and maybe start preparing, installing an additional application server or whatever. But um, since this data is really now part of Azure um, Log Analytics, I can obviously apply all these features that are there, um, like the whole alerting and alerting framework and stuff. Like and, that. and actually, you could call my start and stop of the application. Oh, there service. you go. Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, since you talked about alerts, uh, Holger, uh, so we have a roadmap uh, for alerts, uh, pre-built alerts, like how we pre-built workbook. So we're trying to create that uh, for customers too. But until now, until you know, then customers can uh, go create their own alerts um, because each customer have a different thresholds, right? So yeah. uh, they can go and uh, uh, create those alerts for themselves. Very nice. So next, a very critical component of uh, SAP, which is NQ, um, you know, your uh, overall health of your uh, NQ server, your application status, and a number of logs that are being uh, created with any errors, all that information you could find that in one view, and you could create um, N number of alerts on this data. So because it's a very critical component of SAP, um, we have seen uh, several times where NQ overflow occurs and your replication status is not uh, green and uh, your locks at a given point in time go beyond threshold. You know, all that uh, you could create an alert and then uh, your DRIs or your uh, support team can look into those errors and then react uh, immediately than waiting for somebody else to tell them, right? So this view is all about that. Um, you could see, uh, we also try to provide some insights on this data. Uh, if you're uptrending or downtrending in terms of uh, any errors that are that you're seeing or uh, number of locks that are being um, created in the system, um, including your application state. I mean, you know, you could see here it's in critical state. I mean, meaning something is not right. If uh, if you have a high availability for your NQ server, say if it is critical, meaning if it fails, your primary fails, then you have an issue. Um, you know. Um, uh, 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 failing over to the the secondary, right? So that level, and then uh, other insight that what we provide here is uh, the threshold. What you see here is um, the moving average, like meaning we check mm -hmm. for last 24 hours how many locks are being created at 99th percentile, and then we establish a threshold, and then we compare it against current locks that are being created. So meaning last 24 hours you're here at 99th percentile. But now, today, I mean, your locks are going be beyond uh, the threshold for yesterday. So that way you can compare um, what it was the state in uh, yesterday and then, uh, you know, um, then compare it with current uh, processes that are running in NQ. Nice, yeah. And last but not the least, the Q statistics uh, gives you a, a glimpse of how is your utilization? Like, you know, uh, you have uh, different processes that are configured in your system. Are you 
utilizing 100% or utilizing what percentage of it is being utilized? Like, it looks, I mean, some of these are test systems, sandbox systems that you see, they're underutilized. But um, we don't want to see this uh, in your production system, like where you created, um, you know, uh, 3,000 work processors and then only one work processor being utilized. So that tells you something, you're over allocating your resources, right? Um, so that's what uh, this insight tells about. And also, uh, <clears throat> uh, last followers, how is your work process utilization and status? Like, you know, is it okay, not okay? When it is not okay, meaning like, you know, you're, uh, there is no enough uh, processors for available for any work, uh, any uh, any process that runs in SAP, right? So that kind of a view or a glimpse that we're giving here. Very nice, yeah. It's actually pretty cool how, I mean, typically when you think of Azure Monitor, obviously you, you know that you can monitor the, the CPU and memory of, of your virtual machine, but it's really nice to see that um, we're, we're now going way deeper so we can really see what's actually happening. I mean, at first you, you just talked about, just talked about, the dispatcher, the the, um, the 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 gateway processing, all this kind of stuff. But now we are going actually even one level deeper, looking at the NQ locks, uh, looking at here um, the different queue statistics. So um, now all of a sudden in in Azure we we have much more insights of what's actually going on in in our SAP system, and obviously um, customers can use that to yeah get better insights um, on, on what's happening in the SAP system and also take actions out of this. Maybe yeah, connecting this again with alerting or, or maybe some triggers with implementing a logic app that triggers some additional functionality. So I think that's uh, really, really great insights that we get here from the SAP I think, system. I think what is, what is uh, additional to uh, what you mentioned is that you now can combine, you know, utilization for retail memory, if it's 80%, you don't know why is 80%. Now mm -hmm. with combination with this one, you have a little bit more information, but the perfect world will be that you see that utilization worth services is 80%, but this is not equal also that the virtual machine is utilized 80%. So now you will see that what is wrong inside your virtual machine and which services are responsible for that. Yeah, yeah This absolutely. combination is a power, you know, it's very, very nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, this is opening a, a new use case or additional use case to, uh, yeah, about the alerting, about the knowledge, <laughs> why it's happening. So, okay, now you're showing it, nice, but because if you collect and when you collect all of them, okay, this creates a potential to come with such alerting and even suggestions, okay, why is something wrong as, as a next step, for example, right? Yes, yeah, When machine is 80%, but when application service process is also under 60%. You can combine that and then you have much more uh, precise uh, reactions. So. Yeah, nice, absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. Uh, actually, uh, the, we have a roadmap uh, on this. We are not stopping here. Uh, as I said, uh, we are creating the alerts as the next roadmap. And then also we're trying to bring a lot of uh, uh, other data that is very critical, like, you know, your uh, STO3, uh, your SDFS mon, um, and your bad jobs, um, your failed updates, short dumps, you know, that brings the full 360 degree view of your NetWeaver um, mm -hmm. to ensure that no no stone is unturned. I mean, you know, you, you would get that view uh, going forward. So that will be in V2. So we are working on when that will be ready. Perfect. Right. And, and I mean, now we're just taking a look at 
the NetWeaver provider, but obviously um, we have the HANA, we have the um, Pacemaker. So, so I think it, it's really yeah. a beautiful, um, holistic view that we are now getting um, on our on an SAP system running on Azure, and and obviously then we we can work with this data. Mm -hmm. Really nice. Oh, yeah. One question. I mean, in most cases, when we are when we are talking about monitoring SAP systems out of out of SAP tooling, yeah, uh, in SAP world, in most cases, we need to somehow circuit those tooling to be able to somehow work with them in in SAP with support, and somehow to have guarantee for SAP support that those data are valid. Uh, how that reflect to, to to this solution? Are we planning to circuit that with SAP, or is there any any discussion with SAP in that direction? Um, so uh, that's a very good question. Um, since we are not going um, uh, to, you know, create our own custom uh, programs to get this data, it's mm -hmm. out of the box data that SAP provides, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, we are not going that route. Um, so, uh, but we could we could definitely think about it. I mean, you know, if some customers um, uh, they look for SAP certificate, I mean, certified by SAP. If that is the case. We may try to do it, but we don't have that in plan for uh, for now. Okay, I'm not sure does it exist official certification for monitoring at all. Yeah, it's it's, it's a monitoring is not monitoring is interpretation of monitoring. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. Well, still you need something official uh, yeah. to. I'm not. I'm, I'm just guessing. You know, I'm also yeah. not sure. You know, it's just a question. Yeah. yeah, it's a very good question though. I think you know. Um, uh, I didn't even. Uh, Start through. I was thinking only when you know we create a custom solution where customers. Why do they want to create their uh, our custom code into their landscape, right? And mm -hmm. obviously it has to be certified by SAP in that case. But mm -hmm. here it's purely we are using uh, web methods provided by SAP. Um, that's what we are doing it here. Right. So yeah. 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 yeah I think that exactly in in the very first step, what you said is you need to um, activate these different um, mm -hmm. web services, basically <laughs> or web methods, so that yeah. You can access this um, and retrieve the data there, and then build these uh, visualizations and everything. Yeah. Nice. So uh, that concludes uh, the uh, um, the AMS uh, NetWeaver provider. Um, happy to answer any questions. Uh, reach out to me. Uh, we are trying to build a team um, uh, to you know create more value to this uh, service. Um, yeah. Uh, please feel free to reach out to me for with any questions and the roadmap uh, anything yeah okay. can you Perfect. just just share the the link or on the github where uh, someone can oh, yeah. find that on github yeah sure um it is open source it is um i will share the link for sure yeah okay, okay so, great okay thank um, you um one one question there while you look this up or or i mean we can also obviously put the link in the in the show notes but um when you you said this is currently in private preview right that's right so if um so how would i what's the best way if i'm now interested in using this um would i send you an email or what's the best way to to get in contact uh so um the best way to contact is i mean definitely reach out to me um since we are private preview because uh, we have uh, we are hand holding customers you know to onboard uh, understand if there are any issues and get the customer feedback because we wanted to yep. make this product better, uh, reiterate, and then you know mm, uh, go public preview. Uh, for now, yes, I mean you could reach out to me um, and I will uh, share uh, the uh, the deal that uh, 
uh, customers can reach uh, where you know someone from my team will answer uh, you know uh, our answer to their queries or questions on how to onboard to this solution sure perfect or, or let me put it the other way are you looking for customers or or um is it better if we sh if customers should wait for the public preview um, we do have a handful of customers uh, signed up for it, uh, but if somebody wanted to do it, like, you know, definitely, yes, we would welcome uh, to try this uh, solution and get their feedback. Oh, great. OK, so uh, this is the GitHub uh, link that I'm showing. Uh, so you could see uh, the payload uh, provider type, and then you would see the NetViewer. Uh, it's a Python um, uh, code, uh, and then uh, yeah, so this is where it's all open to uh, anybody. Like they can go and check how we do it. It's all there. Um, customers can look at it. Uh, the methods that we use, everything is written there, um, including uh, the methods, web methods I just showed you um, here in the JSON. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Great. Okay. Awesome. Right. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you, Holger. It's no, thank you, Ram, for 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 joining. And I I know you wanted to do the to a demo, and uh, we had some connectivity issues there. But I think that's uh, that, that that was really great. Um, so thank you very much for this. Um, uh, yeah, walking us through um, the process of showing us um, how the solution works. I think that was um, really helpful. So thank you My very pleasure. much. For that. My pleasure. Good. Good. With this, I think we're we're done for today. Um, thank you very much. Thanks for for watching. Um, and yeah, see you soon. <laughs>